My name is Nancy Farrow, also known as Mama Lou, and I'm the founder of Epic Experience. Epic Experience's mission is to empower adult cancer survivors and thrivers to live beyond cancer. I hope that as you listen to Campfires of Hope, Living Beyond Cancer, you find hope, healing, and empowerment. Through stories and education, we aim to guide those impacted by cancer, and more importantly, offer love and support to anyone out there who needs it. This is Beyond Cancer. Welcome, everyone. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about wigs and cancer. And I have two survivors with me today. I have Heidi Fuller and I have Amanda Blackburn. Welcome, both of you. Thank you so much for joining us. And we're going to start today by having you both uh, introduce yourselves. Tell us where you're from um, and one fun fact, please. Amanda, why don't you go first? All right. So my name is Amanda Blackburn. My camp name is Simi. So that's kind of a go by also. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. Um, Fun fact, um, I have been in the Air Force for 22 years. I don't know if that's fun or not, but I think it is. (laughs) Awesome. And just so that our listeners know, what kind of cancer did you have? I was a stage three colon cancer. Okay. And Heidi? Yeah, so Heidi Fuller, I live in um, Louisville, Kentucky. I'm originally from Ohio. I was diagnosed with cancer when I was 37, about five years ago, uh, stage three uterine cancer uh, that had spread to my ovaries. Uh, So uh, losing my hair was the ultimate insult from cancer, I felt. And so, um, yeah, I just, that's where I found my passion is by wearing, wearing my wig. She made me feel beautiful and confident in a time I didn't. And Fun fact, gosh, I don't know. I'm not very fun, but um, while it was very devastating at the time to lose my hair, I found my strength in shaving my head. Mm. Uh, so I now shave my hair and wear wigs. So yeah. really, so the, so I know yeah. our audience cannot see this, but what I am seeing, so this is a yeah. wig. Yes. Yeah. So this is something you have done as a, as a choice of power to continue to shave your head and wear a wig. That yeah, is when I opened awesome. my boutique, I, you know, I decided that if my beautiful hair loss warriors weren't going to have hair, I wasn't. And honestly, I do. I love them. They're amazing. So yeah. that is awesome. So you happened to mention a boutique. So mm-hmm. tell me about your wig boutique and how that became your passion in terms of opening that. Gosh, I just, um, I opened uh, my store about four years ago and I opened with 50 wigs. I, at the time I had a lot of other items in the store, like clothing and I was just doing everything. But when I started fitting women for wigs, I just was like, I got to get more wigs. <laughs> I got to, you know, this is. You can never have too amazing. many wigs. Yes. And from there, I just, you know, women started to, to come to me and seek me out for help. And they felt comfortable. You know, my goal was to create a safe place, uh, mm-hmm for women. And now, you know, women come from all over and we have a lot of our clients are losing hair outside of cancer. So it's crazy. I now have 
oh gosh, over 300 wigs. Wow. I have hair toppers, which help women who, if they've, you know, sometimes after cancer, after chemo, your hair doesn't grow back to the full extent. And so, um, yeah, so I can, I just get to help all women and it's amazing. It's the best job ever. So when you started, did you start with a focus on women with cancer or was mm-hmm. it just anyone? Okay. So you yeah. did. And so it's kind of expanded. Yeah. It's crazy. Then. Yeah. A lot of women losing their hair. So. And Amanda, how did you meet Heidi? Was it through her boutique? It, it was um, actually a really good friend of mine happened to drive by the boutique and she went in and talked to Heidi first. And so, you know, she kind of came to me and she was like, well, no, you're not ready for this yet. You know, everyone kind of wants to tiptoe around, not just cancer, but especially as a woman, the, the hair loss part. So she's like, but I got this lady's card. She's really cool. You know, when you're ready, go and see her. And, um, you know, I wasn't really sure if I was going to do the wig thing, but, um, quickly I decided that I was, um, when I realized I couldn't wear a baseball cap to every occasion. So I was like, Oh, well, how am I going to dress up for this? It actually happened to be mother's day. And my family was going to Churchill Downs where we dress up, big brunch thing. And I had this dress and I'm like, this baseball cap not working. <laughs> um, so I searched for that card and, you know, I showed up to meet Heidi and um, she was, you know, greeted me at the door and I kind of explained my scenario to her and I showed her a picture of me on my phone and she goes, oh, I have you right over here. I have your hair. And she walked Right over, grabbed her off. And I say her because that's one of the fun facts that Heidi should have maybe told you about her, but all of her ladies have names, you know, not only is it like, you know, oh, the blonde one or the brown one, like they have names. So she brings me this wig and I put it on and literally my mom was like, oh my goodness. Um, so well, what was her know, name? I, we must know her name. Uh, actually, Heidi is going to know her name. Amber. 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 Thank we would you. get it mixed up. Sometimes we would call it Amanda. <laughs> wait, 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 that's Amber. It's Amber. Amber. Yeah. Amber. And it definitely looked like an Amber wig too. That's awesome. It was her hair to be like, like I said, I have your hair. And she looked at me like it was crazy, but it was exact. So was it yeah. the same color? Uh, texture? No, it was the same color, yeah. texture, length. It was, <laughs> it was great. Um, so yeah, I left, I left with it on. And, um, I remember my mom sent a picture to my dad cause my mom was with me and, uh, and he was like, Oh, you girls are out spending money. And we got home. Like he didn't even know that that wasn't my hair. Mm-hmm. And so that wow. was, you know, a great feeling and to leave, like Heidi said, you know, feeling beautiful after, you know, you feel like cancer has taken that away from you. So it just, it, you know, gave me that, um, esteem that I was looking for that I needed, you know, especially during that time when so many changes are going on with you. Yeah. You said that you at first were thinking of just wearing a baseball cap. Was that partly because it was just easy or did you have certain, I don't know, fears, I guess, about wearing a wig? Um, I think that I thought like, there's no need for me to hide. Right. And Mm -hmm. I felt at the beginning, like a wig was me hiding. And then you kind of, you get to a place where I I don't know. And and you, both of you ladies know, like going through cancer, there are all these emotions and feelings and you, you know, there's kind of one day you feel this way and the next day you feel another. 
Um, whereas I guess, you know, kind of a control thing, you know, a lot of Mm -hmm. ladies feel like, well, if I shave my head, that's me controlling when my hair falls out and when it doesn't. And I chose not to like, I let my hair fall out naturally looking back. I would not have done that. (laughs) Um, you know, it was very, it was, it was a lot, um, to go through. Um, but you know, I think part of my choosing to wear a baseball cap or even just wear my bald head was also where I was at in that same bit mm-hmm. of this isn't something that I can control. I'm just going to let it all happen the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Um, but again, looking back, I would have been with them shavers in there, just shaving it all off. It was very traumatic to, oh, yeah. to just let it all fall out. The first time I let it fall out and it was so traumatic that the second time I'm like, not doing that again. So I'm curious if I know what I didn't wear wigs. And one of the reasons is I thought it was going to be itchy. I was worried about it falling off. Um, mm-hmm. I was worried that it would be obvious. How do you, and Heidi, both of you actually, Amanda, did you find that to be true? And Heidi, how do you talk to the women who might have these same concerns and, and are they valid? Uh, they are valid. So whenever you know, a new client comes to see me, it's really about getting to know them. And I try to take the pressure off of, you don't have to walk out of here with hair today. Okay. So, you know, you're here. My job is to educate you, answer your questions, make you feel safe and, you know, go at your own pace and explain the different, you know, ranges of wigs and the pros and cons. Yes, they can be itchy. Yes, they can be hot. It just depends on the quality of the cap that the hair is tied into. So without going into the weeds or anything, there's just different types of hair and there's different types of cap that the hair is tied into. So I am wearing right now, I know they can't see, but as a hundred percent hand tied wig, every Mm -hmm. strand of hair has been tied into the cap by a person versus a machine. So it takes three days to make a wig like this. Now this is synthetic. It's not human. So this is a higher end synthetic. Yeah. What is the difference in terms of the feel on your head? If it is hand done or machine. Machine is going to have bunches of hair in it. Um, Hmm. It's not going to be as breathable. It's going to be heavier, hotter, and you don't have the, like, if you see how I can change, hold on, this is hard to do because of that. Yeah, there we go. See how I can change the part. Right. I can throw up. I can even put her up in a high pony. Hmm. That's the difference. It is. So the hand tied mimics real Real hair. hair. So you have more options. So if you have a longer, longer hair on the wig, it doesn't always have to be like that. Like you said, you put it up in a ponytail or whatever. Interesting. Yeah. Right now I'm making a lot of uh, ponytail wigs for mm. clients because it's, you know, lake season and summer. So they miss their high buns. And so, you know, and that's a lot of fun being able to do that, but yeah, to give them their bun, their ponytail. So my, my look on it is that, okay, cancer already takes so much from us. Then it's not going to take our hair. It's not going to take your ponytail. I'm just not going to let it. You know, and it, yeah. it's important to some women and it's not to other. You, There's no right answer of, way, of how you deal with your hair loss. The way exactly. I deal with it, it could be, to, it's not right or wrong. It really depends on the person. And that's my job is to take care of whoever is in my presence and in my stores to make them feel safe and to educate them on things outside of hair, like side effects. And, you know, I see a ton in here. Oh, I'm sure. Over the last four years. And um, so I'm able to guide them that way too, which is really nice, you know, to be able to say, hey, here are some tips and tricks 
outside of hair. Yeah. So Amanda was, was Amber um, comfortable? <laughs> Did you find her easy to wear? Amber is a lot. <laughs> Amber is not your everyday wig. That's oh. what I would tell a client. Why? Because she had a lot of hair? Well, yes. <laughs> Amber, Amber is a long wig. So I always had really long hair. Um, so I felt like going with a long wig, right, was going to be the easiest for me. And no one was going to be able to see that, right, yeah. that I had on a wig. Yeah. And to transition, you know, when you're where you want so, a lot of times, like for your first week, you want something you feel like yourself in. Right. Not that she's bad. Babe. Yeah, no, she wasn't bad. I love her. She's still my favorite. Um, but you know, there is even, even with my like natural long hair, right? Like there's always some like nodding up under my neck, you know, with this and that. So that happens with your, your regular long hair also. But, um, you know, at the end of my, wig wearing days, I would say, um, I had Amber and I had two short wigs. I had, yeah, Cameron, Cameron, I had Cameron with highlights, Cameron without highlights. Um, yeah. And I, and I ended up, um, you know, spending some Saturdays working with Heidi at the boutique. Mm -hmm. Um, and so basically she found me, you know, hanging outside of her store with a sign that says, will work for wigs. And she was like, come on in. No. <laughs> so, so I did, I would, I would work with Heidi and, and work with the ladies. And, and it was, it was a really great healing experience for me um, as well as like a way to give me a, a closet full of wigs to choose from every day when I decided what kind of hairstyle I wanted to have. But uh, I did also have a hand tied wig. Um, so Heidi's right. Like you can kind of change the part around back and forth. It was again, like she said, synthetic, which I'm sure we'll kind of talk about that maybe a little bit later. We can kind of get into that a little bit more, but after knowing the difference between both, I really enjoyed everything about having a hand tied synthetic wig. Um, Mm. and it did help keep my head a little cooler, um, and things like that. Well, since you just served up, let's, let's talk about the difference between synthetic and, uh, and real hair. Is there a difference in terms of how they feel on your head, in terms of price, in terms of how easy it is to care for them? Mm -hmm, All of it. Um, Price is definitely a a factor. So with human hair, you're going to pay in the thousands for something that's going to last long. That's not going to not. That's a good quality. So very expensive. Um, We have pieces in here that range, you know, I think my cheapest human hair um, and I don't. Like I'm very particular about the hair that I bring in here. I don't, I don't just carry a ton of brands. Uh, and uh, like I carry a few brands for quality and a ton of hair. So I have really good mm. hair. Um, so I think my cheapest human hair wig is around nine hundred, and mm. and then it goes, it can go up to six, seven thousand dollars from there easily. So, and by um, comparison, so anywhere wig. from. Two twenty-five to five sixty-five okay. for synthetic, um, and, and and so then with human hair, like you really have to love to do your hair. Like mm. maybe having longer hair or styling it. Some women love to style their hair. They love to get up in the morning, and that's part of their routine. They mm-hmm. 
they miss that, you know, they want to have different styles. There is, um, yeah, there is a feel like human hair can be cooler. Um, it feels nicer, uh, more comfortable. Again, it, dep it depends on the cap that the hair is tied into. So you can have human hair that's tied into a machine tied cap and it's not really going to, and then maintenance. Maintenance is probably price and maintenance is the biggest difference. Um, so with my curly girl that I'm wearing right now, you know, it's raining all day, right here in Louisville. She doesn't care. <laughs> she's, out. she's just, she's ready to go. Yes. I put her on and I go, you know, like, and for my lifestyle, you know, single mom, have a business. It's just to put my hair on and go and just, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I have, I have a lot of her, <laughs> so you know, it's just, and it's fun. Um, I don't want to have to do my hair every day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I think about, I have human hair wigs and I, and I think about them needing washed and <laughs> styled, I'm like, I'm going to need a bottle of wine for that. Like, <laughs> well, that's <laughs> interesting. So, and I have, again, I don't know anything about wigs. This is fascinating. So with a synthetic wig, such mm -hmm. as Amber, I'm going to keep using your name. And this is Rachel. This and is that's Rachel. So is there any styling, maintenance, washing, brushing? Mm -hmm. it, there is. So, yes. So with synthetic, if you wear your hair every day, then probably once a week, you need to just wash her. Cold water. And wash her with shampoo? or Yeah, there's special shampoo. Okay. Nothing outrageous. And then uh, she'll air dry like four to six hours. Uh, and then she kind of falls back into place. Hmm. Now, like with synthetic, you know, you can't heat. You can't really. So you couldn't hear it blow dry it if you wanted to or. No. Something no. like that. Okay. Uh, so that's, the, that's where the hand tied caps come into is being hmm. able to have different, like if I want to mm -hmm. throw in a little pony or bun or like, that's where the benefit of a high end synthetic comes in. Now, human hair, it's just. Yeah. You, again, you don't wash every day, but it's, it's not live hair. So it's not coming out of our scalps. It's not getting the nutrients it needs to right. be supported. So you do you like heating, you have to be very careful mm -hmm. um, and handle it like with gloves and make sure you're really taking care of it. Um, and the longer the hair, the more maintenance and blowing, you know, you have to blow dry them out and there's all kinds of rules. You have to be a rule follower. To have a real wig, I mean, a real hair wig, mm -hmm. you think? Which is why I had a synthetic I was going to say. I'm not good at And I don't have patience. I'm like, get it done. It sounds like the synthetic wig, you can pretty much pull out and put on and go. Where yes. there's a little more maintenance involved in the, now, in the real hair. Sometimes with human hair, like, people just feel like it's more themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, it's more of a... Well, I like the synthetic wig. I like the cost and everything, but I put this human hair wig on and this is my hair. Yeah. So whether it's machine tied, hand tied, synthetic, human hair, whatever, it's what makes you feel like it's your hair. What makes you feel like yourself? So there's really no right reason for it, you know, yeah. any which one. Um, when it comes down to when you're sick and cancer is just wreaking havoc on everything in your life. Like for me to put on my hair and for like to feel beautiful and like myself yeah. during that time was so important and so much so that I opened up a store to support. Like that's how much of an impact that 
you know, my girl had on me, Miss Alessandra was her name. The one that you wore when you were in, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, Amanda, when you went in, it sounds like, was your hair completely gone or was it kind of in the falling out stage? It was you, in the falling out stage when so, I went in. So Heidi, you were able to kind of look at her hair and pick Amber. No, she showed me a picture. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, she had lost. From what I remember, you had lost a substantial amount of it. Right. Um, okay. But I said, you know, show me a picture. She, she showed me a picture, and that's when I, said, well, okay, we're good. But, well, and that's mm-hmm. what I was wondering. So, with most people, do you recommend, like, if somebody goes into a boutique, that they bring a picture of what they would like? I've either bring a picture or come in uh, when you know you have your hair still. I prefer for clients to come in um, if they're ready to, mm-hmm. to prior to starting chemo. That that way I can help guide them through everything, not just right. hair. But for me, I knew like right when I found out I was going to have to have treatment, I was going to lose my hair. That was the first thing I did. I made an appointment for my wig. I knew first I was going to shave my head because I, I wouldn't have been able to watch it fall out. And second, uh, I, was gonna, I was getting a wig like right away. Does it help if somebody shaves their head first? Let me ask that. Or does, or if they have a little, does it matter? Okay. Mm -mm. And then as part of the fitting, what, how does that process work? I mean, can they be enlarged or, you know, I mean, people have different size heads. Mm -hmm. So I know right away from the first moment, pretty much. I know when I, when they walk in just, but I know by the first wig that I put on them, if it's, you know, what size they're, even if they have a ton of hair, like I can, I'm pretty good at gauging. I don't do the measuring or anything like that. It's just, let's put one on you and see and go from there. And I can, and then if it doesn't fit, you know, and the client falls in love with a style, but it doesn't it fit I'm gonna yeah. push them elsewhere. Cause that's important. So would you, yeah, I was going to say, so again, because one of my big greatest fears was that it was going to fall off as soon as I walked outside. What, what should someone consider in terms of fit? What, what makes it, cause you don't want to be too tight. I would, again. no, if it's too small, it'll be riding up. If it hurts, mm-hmm. we can't get it on. You know, if, if they're swimming in it, it's much easier to, um, to put someone who has a petite head to find options for them because there's like bands and there's all kinds of things you can do to okay. put on. When someone has a larger head, that's the little, like you can't fit them into something smaller. So that's where we have to really, you know, make sure that we're, you know, getting them in the right fit. And there are wigs come in petite average and large sizes. So over average. Okay. And then, um, I've heard about lace front wigs. Can you explain Mm -hmm. what that is? And Amanda, did you wear one of those and what are they and all that? Uh, I did wear one. You did. I did. Yeah. All of my girls were lace front. I'll let Heidi go into the uh, technical part of the lace front, but it gives you much like such a natural hairline. Oh, Um, yeah. You can even, you know, sometimes if you wear powder on your face, you know, you can dab a little powder onto it to kind of make it completely match your skin tone. Um, but I, I loved the lace front. And in fact, I think I'm not sure if it was on all, but I know the last two that I had, you know, Heidi was able to trim the lace for me Mm -hmm. for perfect fit. And yes, the lace can get itchy. Okay. You know, it, it does. And that little, there's all kinds of tips and tricks, but a little bit of powder can help 
some people are mm. more sensitive, you know, they, they're more sensitive to touch and feel yeah. and someone who, um, I don't know about you all, but when you let your hair fall out, um, versus shaving, what we see a lot in here is that irritation on the scalp, oh, yeah. like hair pulling and rashes. And so, um, you know, we have products for that too, to help, but it's, some are more sensitive and I didn't experience that because I took my hair right away, but we see a lot that, and that's what we try to help guide them. You can't tell somebody what to do with their hair and to shave or not to shave. That's very personal, but right. there is an educational piece there. Like, okay, so when it starts itching, you know, your scalp starts itching and pins and neat, like the, these, these are signs that your hair is going to start falling out when it starts shedding, then it'll, you know, it's really going to start coming out. So you might want to think about cutting it short or if you can shave it, shave it. If not, then yeah. Yeah. That's very personal. I never tell somebody, um, to shave or not to shave It's pretty much just, here's the information I have and you have to be ready for that. Well, even the education piece to know that that tingling the, mm -hmm. is and a I sign that it's going, that, but I, so from fitting so many women and hearing, yeah. yeah, that tingling itching and then pins and needles and then boom. Yeah. Um, I have a question back to, to price. Mm -hmm. um, insurance. Does insurance cover wigs? Do they have a certain um, amount? Do they cover real versus synthetic? How does that work? It's so it depends on the policy. Mm -hmm. So typically you have to purchase the wig up front and then file a claim. And that's just brutal. Mm -hmm. There's no way like to sugarcoat it. They, a lot, some companies are better than others. It, it just, it's a real hassle. So I try to provide as much information up front. So, you know, before they call their insurance company, so they know what to ask for terminology and all that. But what we see a lot in here is, you know, insurance companies just dropping the ball and saying, yes, we'll, you know, pay for your $2,000 wig and then saying, oh, it's 200. It, it really kind of uh, strikes a little <laughs> nerve. I've seen a lot of devastation yeah. in here. And so my thing is, is like, you've got to make sure first. Yes. Yeah. They say they cover it, but what does that mean? And you know, it just, um, we do take the, uh, what is it? The FS, the federal um, spending cards. So if you have like yeah. an HSA card, mm -hmm. healthcare spending account, we, t I, I'm set up to take those. I found that that was just not everyone has them, but you can pay for your hair. You just swipe it like a credit card and then pretty much you're done with. We found that that's just the easiest way to do it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it just, yeah. Yeah. Bothersome. What was your experience, Amanda, in terms of insurance? Oh, yeah. Did you get yours covered? I did not. So um, I did file a claim and um, I fought with them and fought with them and fought with them over it because they kept telling me, well, you get one wig per lifetime, which I'm oh. like, oh, thank you. Um, and that I never ended up getting reimbursed. Never, and never got it. No. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it was exhausting. Like, <laughs> like Heidi said, by the time I got finished, I was just kind of like, you know what? I've wasted more, mm -hmm. you know, of my time, even trying to get this money back. It's not worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I kind of gave up on that. And honestly, that, that was one of the only things I ever have had any issue getting covered. So it really does need to change. I mean, because, you know, your, your wig is a prosthetic, right? Um, yeah. Right. 
Definitely. Right. Um, so in insurance company, excuse me, cover those, um, you know, every other body part, we shall say. So, so yeah, I'm hoping that that does change because, you know, there are a lot of people who can't afford Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and, and they should have the opportunity as Heidi says, right. To feel beautiful too. Exactly. The thing is, is with the insurance companies, it's like, just tell them up front. Yes or no. If you say one wig per lifetime, great. Thank you. But then don't make me cover. You know, that's what irritates me is just making cancer patient go through all this stuff when they're already going through everything exactly. and telling them one thing and not, you know, making it impossible for them. So I don't yeah. know. Insurance companies come up. I hope they change that, you know? Well, yeah, definitely. Well, this has been so informative. I mean, I have learned so much. I'm wondering if you, either of you, and I asked both of you this, do you have anything that you'd like to share about wigs or fittings or any of those things that I haven't specifically asked you about? Yeah, I'm sure something, and I will preach this all day long, is that it's okay to be upset about losing your hair and you're not vain and it's not just hair and it is okay. That's, you know, we shame ourselves a lot for, you know, we're told it's just hair and we're told we should be lucky to be alive. But, you know, um, I remember those feelings of devastation and then shaming myself to thinking, why are you so, why are you so upset? So, it's okay to be upset. It's okay to cry about it. It's okay to be mad because it's a big deal. I mean, for me, like I said, it felt like it was the ultimate insult from cancer Mm -hmm. and everything else, you know, body parts and all kinds of stuff. And now you're going to take my hair. And I think honestly, for the first time, it, it's, you, it's, you're fearful of looking sick. Mm -hmm. You You have no hair. And I think that's like the, or that's a fear of just, of, of looking in the mirror and looking sick. Yeah. yeah, I agree with Heidi um, because I had those very same feelings is a feeling of, of, you know, am I being vain? Like, you know, but a lot of women identify with their hair um, and I am one of those people. Um, and again, with what Heidi said about looking sick, um, I went through the first six months of my diagnosis without losing my hair. So, mm-hmm. you know, no one at least I felt like no one looked at me any different. And then all of a sudden I felt like people were going to look at me in a different way. Um, so a lot of it was prideful, you know, where I'm like, I, you know, I don't want people to look at me. I don't want people to feel sorry for me. Like I, that's yeah. not what I'm, you know? And so that, you know, again, with the emotions and, you know, and on all of that, that goes into everything um, with cancer in general, but, you know, then and losing your hair. So yes, I'm on board with all of those things that Heidi said, but one of the things I want to point out, um, is that, you know, we're in Louisville, Kentucky. I know I'm familiar with some of the resource centers here at the hospitals in Louisville, and I'm sure in all of the other, at least major cities across the U S that often you can get a donated wig. Mm -hmm. Um, so you don't always have to go to a store and purchase one. So if that's something that you cannot afford or your insurance is not going to reimburse you, um, you know, go to the resource center at your treatment facility and see if they have wigs that have been donated. Um, and if there's something there that would be a fit for you, 
Um, back with what Heidi said, which is you do want to make sure that you get a wig that is a good fit. So you don't want to just take anything, but you know, you, you may find something that's a perfect match for you that someone, you know, has donated to give back. Um, so always, always check there. Well, thank you both so much. I mean, this really, this has been so informative and I know that you have, will help someone out there who is going through this. So thank you both. And you have a wonderful day. And we hope those of you listening come back next time and hear some more. Thank you for listening to this episode of Campfires of Hope, Living Beyond Cancer. For more information about Epic Experience and our programs or to donate, please visit our website at epicexperience.org. Music for this podcast is provided by Moonshiner Collective. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us so we can share our story with more people. Also, be sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts so you'll know when new episodes are released. We hope you come back and join us for our next episode. I'm not so-